Hello and welcome to episode 42 of When Life Gives You Lemons Go Vegan. I'm your host, Corinne Nidja, and this podcast is where I share people's incredible stories of recovery after adopting a low-fat, whole-food, plant-based diet. People on this show have overcome conditions such as type 2 diabetes, heart disease, multiple sclerosis, Hashimoto's disease, uh, chronic fatigue syndrome, interstitial cystitis, lupus, I've mentioned that already, asthma, endometriosis, PCOS, so many conditions. And this isn't a guarantee that it will work for you or for anyone that you know. These are just inspiring stories. So please see a medical doctor. Please get a care team, work with your care team, read, learn, educate yourself. This is your journey, not it's not my journey, so you have to do it. what's right for you and what's right for your health. So I'm not a medical doctor. These are just stories to help inspire us to believe in the power of a whole food, whole plant foods for health because they have proven time and time again that they are incredible, incredibly powerful in healing chronic disease. This week I was so excited to interview Elise Walker who has overcome so much in regards to her health. Now, Elise has had Hashimoto's. She's had she's got she's currently still, you know, dealing with her lupus. She also has had thyroid cancer. She's had fibromyalgia. She has had psoriasis. She's just overcome so much. And recently she sent me a some photos of her jumping out of a plane because that's how good she feels now after adopting a low-fat whole food plant-based diet. So those photos will be in the show notes if you want to check them out. Elise smashing out of a plane after thyroid cancer, Hashimoto's disease, lupus, fibromyalgia, and terrible psoriasis. So (laughs) I just think that is so, so inspired by her. And I'm just now thinking like, when can I, how can I jump out of a plane? Will I be able to? I'm so, <laughs> like, I think it's such a great thing to do if to smash through your fears, except I'm terrified at the idea of doing that. Elise, I'm so, so inspired by you, and I hope the people who are listening to your story today will be as inspired by you as I am. So, yeah, check out Elise's story now and hope you enjoy it. Bye. Hello, Elise, and welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. So at least I've already given you a bit of an introduction, but what what I would like you to do if you if you wouldn't mind is to just start with your story. What is your story? I grew up playing sports. I was um, healthy um, up until about two years ago, and I got sick at work literally overnight. Um, one day I was working and I just fainted. Um, and they thought it was my heart. Went to the cardiologist. He told me, you know, uh, there's nothing wrong with your heart that we can find, you know, but I'm still going to monitor you. I'm still going to try to figure out what's going on. Increase your salt intake and you'll be fine. Um, at that time I had lost, I mean, I have two kids, so I had lost, I think about 30 pounds in about a year's time time frame. Um, and I was doing obstacle races, working out, running, you know, doing all these different things. Um, and so it didn't make sense why I just all of a sudden got sick. Um, and so I did what he told me to, um, about three months later, cause I fainted in May of 2016. So a little over two years ago, um, three months later, I was doing an obstacle race. Um, and I almost fainted about four times during that race. 
I called my cardiologist. He said, we're going to have to put an implant in your body if, you know, that's really the only thing we can do to try to figure out what's going on. Um, at that time, I had had a migraine for about a week. So I went to my chiropractor and he said, hey, I think we should do some blood work. You know, let's just see what's going on. So he ran blood work and called me back within three days and said, hey, I think you have Hashimoto's. That's what your blood work's indicating, which I had never heard of that. Like, I didn't even know it existed. I was like, what is that? Um, and so I went to my, my primary care. She ran blood work, confirmed it. And then they also did ultrasounds of my thyroid. And at that time, they had found several nodules on my thyroid. Um, and they said, and I quote, we're concerned, but not concerned enough to do anything. Um, so me being me, I was like, I'm not going to take that for an answer. Um, and so I went and got another opinion. He sent me to an endocrinologist um, who told me something completely different. Um, that, it, you know, there basically wasn't anything he could do to help me that he's just going to monitor and whatever. Um, and I would just kept getting worse. My symptoms kept getting worse. Um, the joint pain, the fatigue, I mean, you name it. I mean, I had it. Dizzy spells, migraines, I mean, all of it. I went to another endocrinologist and she told me, well, I think it's your thought, your hormones. I don't think it has anything to do with your thyroid. Um, and so I went to my hormone doctor who I call my hormone doctor. Um, I still see her. Um, she is the one that's been working with me from April of last year until now. Um, and she ran blood work and said, you know, Hey, I think there's definitely something going on with your thyroid. At that time it had grown tremendously. Um, and I had several more nodules and the ones I had had, grown tremendously um, and it had gotten to the point where it's hard to swallow or, or breathe um, and so she sent me to a surgeon they took out my thyroid in June of last year uh, and then I had that taken out we thought I'd get better well then come to find out I actually had thyroid cancer <laughs> so we had to deal with that <laughs> once we got that taken care of um, then we focused on my health and I had been eating, you know, paleo, whole 30, um, what I thought was clean. Um, you know, I was doing autoimmune paleo, which is a lot more strict than regular paleo or even whole 30. Um, and I still wasn't getting any better. So a couple months later, my doctor ran more blood work and said, hey, you know, I think your, your ANA, which tests for lupus and those different things, is coming back positive. Um, I think we're going to go ahead and send you to a rheumatologist. Um, and so September of 2017, I went and saw a rheumatologist who diagnosed me with um, lupus, um, SLE lupus, which is the one that attacks your organs. Um, she also diagnosed me with psoriasis, with fibromyalgia, with basically chronic inflammation and big joint, um, big joint inflammation. Um, and so she started me on uh, Planquenil, um, all of these different medications. I was on like 20 different medications, um, you know, because it was kind of here's this medicine for this, and then you have this symptom, so here's this for this, and then here's this symptom, here's a medicine for this. Um, and so I was taking 20 different medicines a day, um, and I still wasn't feeling better. My lupus kept getting worse. Um, and so in August of 2017, I went to hear um, Dr. Jimmy Conway and his wife, Andrea, who have uh, who run plant-based OKC here in Oklahoma. Um, and they were talking about this whole food plant-based approach. Um, and at the time, it made total sense, but I was, it challenged me of everything that I knew growing up. 
you know, everything that you've read about all of these different diets or whatever. Um, and honestly, it was overwhelming. And so I really thought, well, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing um, and hopefully it'll work. And then when I just didn't get better in January, I decided, you know what, I'm tired of taking my meds. Um, and so I talked to my doctor in January of 2018 and I said, can I stop taking my meds? And she said, absolutely not. And I said, no, hear me out. And so I told her about um, this whole food plant-based and she agreed to let me do it. She said for 30 days, um, let's go ahead and do it. And I said, okay. And so I stopped taking my meds January 15th of 2018. And within 30 days, um, I had lost like 30 pounds. Um, and my blood work had changed tremendously. Um, and since then, it's just been uphill. Wow. So... That was in January this year. So only for people who are listening, I always like to think like people, like for some people it takes longer, but for you, you know, you've had masses of healing in a very, very short amount of time because, you know, from, for me, you know, I did feel, notice most of my symptoms dissipate in within 12 months. And a lot of people who've been living with these chronic diseases for a lifetime or for an extended period of time, um, it seems pretty unlikely that they would experience such tremendous recovery in a short space of time. But your story and so many others in this podcast just go to show how quickly our bodies can heal when we stop putting poisonous foods that are poisoning our bodies into them. And it also, I love your story being about that you were a really, you were on a really healthy, in inverted commas, paleo autoimmune diet which most people are, are drawn to because of um, you know in Australia we have Pete Chef e Chef Pete Evans who promotes the paleo diet the Netflix documentary I think the magic pill is his latest one which is all about the benefits of a paleo diet and I think that so many people are so confused about what is healthy again in inverted commas because of the paleo movement but I guess the one thing about the healing in the paleo movement that occurs in the paleo movement is that most of these people are cutting out significant amounts of high fat, high salt, high sugar, processed, you know, refined foods. So, of course, they're going to get some benefits to their health when you eliminate those things. However, people like yourself and doctors on the show who've been on this show and, and many doctors that I've spoken to, um, or listened to in their talks when they're talking about a whole food plant-based diet, talk about that even though people may have some recovery, experience some recovery on a paleo diet, because they're eating so clean, of it makes it makes complete sense. They're eating much, much cleaner than what they would typically eat on a standard American or a standard Australian diet. However, that doesn't necessarily equate to overall health and healing as far as our arteries, our our disease markers, all of those types of things. And so a lot of people may still be presenting as healthy on a paleo diet, but not be healthy and and free of disease long term. So your story is really, I think, a great one for people who are listening to listen to who might be listening and on the fence thinking, oh, you know, do I go paleo or do I go whole food plant based? Because paleo does have such good PR compared to a whole food plant-based diet, which is still still a baby as far as the world's stage of health movements. It's still quite 
a small movement. And I think I was just listening to Dr. McDougall, John McDougall, if you don't know him, just look him up on Google and read all of his fantastic stuff. But um, he was talking about paleo movement, which I guess the origins of that would be would be back to Dr. Atkins and the Atkins diet, which is basically the paleo movement before it got revamped as the paleo movement. It's very, very, very similar. And how Dr. Atkins, when he died, his autopsy found that even though he was you know, eating a paleolithic diet or an Atkins diet, same thing, no hardly any carbs, no processed real f- processed food refined foods very minimal no grains i think as well on the atkins diet and the paleo diet anyway though his body was still he was still ob died obese and he died with significant amounts of damage to his heart and to his arteries so he was not a well man and i think that People who are following these movements understand that you can you can look. He didn't even look healthy on the outside, but you can look healthy on the outside and still have significant damage to your heart and arteries because of a high, the high fat contents of these diet, high animal based animal protein contents of these diets. Um, and they're damaging not only that they're damaging the blood vessels that, that carry the you know, that carry the messages around our brain and our nervous systems and all those places. Every blood vessel is impacted by a, a, a high-fat diet. So I was just like, wow, you know, I don't think anyone knows that, you know, people people go on the Atkins diet every other every other day, you know, doing Atkins. You know, Kim Kardashian's always doing Atkins. <laughs> you know, she's, <laughs> she's always doing it. And Dr. Atkins died obese and everyone goes on and does it. And then they fall off the wagon. They gain more than the weight back. And then they go back on the Atkins. And everyone talks about, you know, Atkins is what got me to my wedding weight or whatever it was. But then if the Atkins worked, 70% of the population of America and Australia wouldn't be obese and the UK. No, we wouldn't be obese because 70% of the people are doing the Atkins diet right now and failing over and over and over and over again. And Dr. Atkins died. Now, I don't think he actually did die from a heart disease in the end, but he was riddled with heart disease when he died. And that's just not an obese man riddled with heart disease is not the way I want my life to end personally. <laughs> not that I obese woman that's got riddled with heart disease. So anyway, I really like my back to my point. Thank you for sharing because I think more people need to hear about stories like yours where they were eating healthy in inverted commas. They were doing that paleo autoimmune diet. You know, they were doing all the right things, fit, healthy, exercising, smashing life like you were, but still unhealth, still unwell on the inside. And I think that people can often see someone that's exercising, eating healthy, doing all the right things and think that's the model that they're going to follow for their overall health and well-being. But you've proven and it's been proven time and time again that looks can be deceiving. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, I was perfectly healthy my whole life. I mean, nobody in my family has lupus. Nobody in my family has Hashimoto's. Nobody in my family has all of these different things, you know. And so, I mean, I was strict by the book, like paleo, what Whole30, whatever, you know, I'm going to try this. I mean, strict and nothing was making it better until I did this diet. And I mean, I will tell people that till the day I die, like it has changed my life. I mean, and and I think for me, I would have started sooner. Number one, had I known how I fit, how I would feel. And number two, had it not been so overwhelming, you know, because it is, it is a big, 
a big change from everything you've grown up. For 32 years, I grew up knowing, like, this is how I'm supposed to eat, you know. Meat is protein. Dairy is makes your body good, you know. But, I mean, this has completely changed my my mindset and my, you know. And that's what I love. And people are like, where do you get your protein? Where do you get this? And I'm like, uh, if you did the research, you would know that plants actually have more protein than than what you you know? Yes. And I think that, you know, every single episode we talk about the re- the research, like you say, it's so overwhelming when you begin for most people. Like there's, um, there's some miracle people out there who see this, like Dr. Um, Alphonse, who was on the show and his lovely wife, Helene, Dr. L. Helene, they are ro- rocks. They are incredible. And when they're doctors and when they read this, when they read about this diet and the way that it heals, they were just like, yes, you know, and they were just on. And when you talk to them, they were just like, they just made complete sense. They just, they're science minded people. And they were just like, yes, with a hundred percent, we're diving in and they never looked back and they look amazing. And they just paint, you know, they're moving so forward, fast forward. We're spreading this message and getting it out there in Australia, in Australia. And they're, they're doing incredible work, doing talks all over the world now. Um, I'm not them. (laughs) I wasn't them. I found it very difficult. (laughs) And I think many people, when you say, you know what you need to do, go on a low fat, whole food, plant-based diet. And they're like, I'm opening my eyes very wide. They're just like, have you lost your mind? (laughs) You know? I like meat or you're vegan. What? (laughs) Yeah. 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 So it is hard and I don't, I would love to find the magic wand to just get people to quickly make this step because it's not it can't happen quick enough once you're once you've made the switch and you feel you've done that 30 days you're like why would I ever eat that shit again like I feel so good now but it's just we just can't people have to find it at their own pace which is sometimes frustrating so what would tell us please I've just banged on a fair bit tell us about what you first noticed, what was the first thing you noticed when you commit, did your 30 days? Um, other than losing weight, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean like 30 something pounds. Um, uh, we, we did blood work and we definitely noticed the change in my blood work. Um, but also, uh, just the way I felt, you know, like I said earlier, I have two kids. I have a, she'll be eight weeks. So I have an almost eight year old and an 11 year old. Um, and I had no energy to, to even go outside and play with them, um, to, to spend quality time with them because all I wanted to do was sleep all day long. And I mean, and when I wasn't so tired, I hurt all the time. Um, so within the first, oh gosh, I think three days, um, (laughs) other than, than coming off of the medications, Um, that was probably, that was the worst thing. Um, the doctor compared it to a cocaine addict coming off of cocaine. That's the medicine I was on. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, we thought I had the flu and she was like, oh no, this is like a cocaine addict coming off of cocaine. So once I was able to withdraw from my, my medications that they gave me to make me quote, feel better, um, within probably five or six days, I definitely started to notice like, I have more energy. I'm sleeping. 
oh my gosh, I went all day today without having a migraine. Um, I, my joint pain was gone. I mean, within that first week, I mean, it was, it was a complete, I felt like my old self, um, again, you know, the old person before I got sick. Um, and then obviously my blood work changed a lot too. Um, I think when my doctor ran my blood work at the end of my 30 days, so she saw me at the very end of my 30 days, um, my thyroglobulin antibodies were the highest that she has ever seen at 22. By the time that I was done at the end of my 30 days, it was at two. Yay! Uh, Yep. My thyroid paradoxes, and I'm sure I'm not saying these right, but um, was at 272 at the end of the 30 days they were down to 11 my god my inflammation went from 11 to 6 my insulin level was cut in half um, and this is just at the end of my 30 days my iron actually improved and the tbii which measures my hashimoto's um, at that time was cut in half and almost non-existent Um, and now at the end of my, I'm in, what am I, six months in, um, a little over six months and I have completely cured my Hashimoto's. Um, I just had a major surgery. Um, and even after that, my blood work still shows that my Hashimoto's is cured. My iron is the highest it's ever been. And this was taken a week after my surgery. My inflammation rate was low. Um, I actually, you wouldn't even know that I had a major surgery six, seven weeks ago because the way I healed, I mean, I was just up and ready to go. Um, and my cardiologist released me and told me I don't have to come back anymore. So Yay! That's so awesome. Oh, and my ANA that measures my lupus. So that that has been positive and has kept increasing for two years is now negative And there are no lupus markers that are showing right now. And so my doctor said, if it continues to be that way, which it should, then I will have completely cured my lupus too. Elise, this is just, I right? It's crazy. It's so good. Uh, you must be just thrilled. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'm back to, I'm working again. You know, I had to quit my job. I worked, I was able to graduate and, and get a master's degree. And now I'm working full time. And I mean, if you'd have told me a year ago I'd be here, I would have told you you were crazy like that. And there's no way. Um, I know that the doctors that I've seen, they're all just like, oh my gosh, like are you, I'm, they're just blown away. Matter of fact, my PCP that I see regularly, the one who agreed to let me start this diet is actually going to start this diet as well. Um, and so, well, I don't want to say diet, but lifestyle. Yeah, uh, yeah. My internal medicine doctor um, was just blown away by my progress. And he said, I actually can think of four or five patients right now off the top of my head that I'm going to call right now and tell them to do this. So for me, it's been a long time. But for you, it's been very, it's very recent, all of this incredible success. So I kind of want you to go back. You mentioned about how a year ago you would... You would never have believed it that you would be here where you are today. And I think a lot of people who might be listening might be thinking the same, might be think, might be at that place that you were a year ago. So could you kind of put yourself back there and talk about 
the fear and the the difficulty a year ago, you know, the difficulties that you had with life and what life was like for you then. Because I think I, I worry that people listening might think, oh, you know, maybe she wasn't as unhappy or unwell or frightened or whatever as I am and depressed and tired. And, you know, I don't think I could make all this food from scratch or I can't do this myself or for whatever reason they're they're resistant to adopting this way of eating because and they they might think that people who they've heard the stories that they've heard are we're just fluky unicorn beings that we're always going to end up okay and so i'd like to go back and talk more a bit more in detail about those fears and worries and about how your life was impacted like you mentioned that you lost your job talking about that the really worst of the time like how life was at the very worst of it for you if, if, if you don't mind going back no um well when I first got sick you know um I took I think six weeks off my doctor told me I had to take six weeks um because we were trying to figure out what was wrong um and when I went back to work even part-time like I couldn't I couldn't handle it like I hurt terribly um, I felt again dizzy. You know, I felt like I was going to faint. Um, I'd be standing and just feel like I'm going to fall over. Um, the pain in my body was just—if anybody's ever had any joint pain or you know anything like that, fibromyalgia, rheumatoid, RA, anything like that—it's terrible. You know, and it—I mean, you ache from the time that you get up until the time that you go to bed, and then you can't sleep because you hurt so bad. Um, I wasn't sleeping cause I couldn't sleep, you know, I'd want to sleep all day long. Um, and then when it was time for bed, I couldn't sleep, but even if I didn't sleep during the day, I still couldn't sleep at night. Um, and so obviously I was depressed because I was tired. Um, you know, I was depressed because I couldn't spend, oh, sorry, I'm getting emotional <laughs> because I couldn't spend time with my kids, you know, um, Mom, come out and play with me. I just I couldn't even get off the couch most of the time. Um, you know, I couldn't work. Um, so my husband had to be the sole provider. Um, you know, just the migraines, the debilitating migraines. I mean, it was it was terrible. And then, you know, you're dealing with all of that and then you're told you have cancer like that just. I think that just really put life into perspective for me. Um, and you know, obviously I was scared, you know, because my kids are young, like, you know, they need me, they need mom. Um, am I always going to be like this? You know, what? I was angry. You know, what, what did I do to deserve this? What did I, you know, I did everything by the book, everything that I was supposed to do. Um, you know, I mean, it just, it put me in a really, really bad and dark place. Um, you know, it was rough. It was rough. Oh, thank you so much. Like, I know that it's horrible to make you cry. <laughs> okay. And I'm crying. But I think that those emotions, that going back to those places is so important important for people who are listening who might you know we we always go straight into the success and your success is so tremendous and inspiring but the the dark places that we had to 
you know, you're like a phoenix now, <laughs> which is amazing. But but hearing what you just shared, I think, can help so many people who are like, you know what, I'm in that place, you know. I remember myself being like, I didn't have children when I was diagnosed with MS and I had fibromyalgia and I was obese and sick and I was like, I can never have kids. Who's going to want to have kids with me? How am I going to have a job? What type of job can I get where I can sit down if I'm dis- if I'm in a wheelchair? You know, what kind of all these questions about your future and it's terrifying and when is it going to feel better? It's never going to feel better and and I guess for you there's so many, you know, lupus, Hashimoto's, fibromyalgia, and all these incurable in inverted commas diseases all at once on your shoulders, it's just terrifying and isolating. And even if you have supportive family and friends around you, they can never go inside you and hug you in those nights when you're awake, awake just laying there thinking, what am I going to do? You know, how am I going to be a mother? And with children, like I can't imagine having two young, you know, two young children and being like, how am I going to play with them? How am I going to? That's just the worst feeling as a mother, not feeling like you're letting them down and they're not going to be able to be there for them the way you want to be there for them. And so I really am so grateful that you came on the show to share to share your story because there's so many mothers listening who are sick with with kids, you know, who are sick with young people and who are frightened and just thinking, oh my gosh, there's no way out for me. I'm just going to be this way, you know, forever. So your story is so inspiring. So how did your family take when you just when you said you were going to try this? What did they how did they react? My kids, my kids have always been really healthy eaters. I mean, for the most part, you know what we eat, they eat. Um, and so my kids were like, OK, you know, of course, my husband, the first question was, how much is it going to cost us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. That's always a concern. But oh, then yeah. he. Um, he's a little stubborn, so he's, he will eat it if I make it, but he is not, he is not a hundred percent, uh, whole food plant-based like I am. Um, I'm working on it. Um, but for my, my kids, the most part they are, um, you know, of course when they go to grandma's or school functions or whatever, you know, I'm, that's whatever. Yeah, 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 when they're yeah. home, they eat what I eat. Um, but my husband, that's a different story. Um, my family, uh, my mom and them, we live really close together. And so they, they, they just kept saying, well, I hope it works, you know. And I think they knew. I mean, I had put on like, you know, 50 pounds from my medications, just my medications alone. And so they were like, we support you, whatever you feel like you've got to do. Um, and they've been really good about, you know, we go over there, I'll ask them, like, do you have something I can eat? If not, you know, I'll bring my own thing or whatever. But, but you know, they're really good about it. Um, they support me now because they know. I mean, my parents are just like, I'm just blown away by <laughs> your progress. Matter of fact, my mom went with me to a um, – to a nutrition 101 that Dr. Conway does. Um, and so she, she attended with me and, you know, heard what he had to say. And so, you know, she, she believes in it. She just isn't doing it. <laughs> <laughs> My mom believes in it and just isn't doing it as well. <laughs> yeah. She's like, mm, you just keep eating what you gotta eat. Of course their thing is, is like, I just love meat. And I'm like, you know, but when you realize how good you feel, like you just, you don't. <laughs> 
you know, I don't miss it. I don't crave it. I don't, you know, none of that. Yeah. Wow. So was there any cravings in the beginning? Uh, Probably cheese. (laughs) That was my one cheese and ice cream. Those were my two like major things. Um, But, you know, I was very like, I am not, I'm going to stick to it. I'm not going to do it. And then with the, that first couple of days were rough, like I said, because I was coming off my medications. Um, So that was probably the roughest and worst part for me. But, but yeah, no, after that, no, like I don't, I don't crave it now. You know, if I crave something sugary, I eat a piece of watermelon. Like that's my craving now is watermelon every day, all day long. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny how your cravings change. And my mom always says, you know, like Corinne, you would eat. And she always says I would eat. Well, she actually, she actually says you would eat shit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What I say, just how you say it, it's really good. And she's like, and I say the same thing to her, but uh, she eats actual things I think are, you know, like, things from like really old processed things have been in the cupboard for like a hundred years that taste, she thinks they taste amazing. And I'm just like, I would never eat that. That's poison, but fine. <laughs> but she thinks that if I say, you know, eat this, she always tries like a green smoothie or whatever. And she says, Oh gosh, Corinne, your taste buds have changed. Like I, it's not ta- It doesn't taste delicious. Like you say, <laughs> but I'm like, we, she just, we just laugh. My husband goes, that looks like shit. I'm not going to that. <laughs> Like the green smoothies that I do, yep. <laughs> I know, it's so funny. Anyway, yeah, my mum says the same thing. But my husband, he's always been very, very very supportive, but it did take him, like I don't know if you know my story, but he took, I've been eating this way now, committed eating this way since, well, f- I started in 2008 being low-fat plant-based and then I went vegan in 2012. So I've been pretty committed for a while now. But my husband, he was ate at home like that, but it's only been this year where he's done it himself. Like he just decided himself he was going to try and he's lost weight and he's looking good and energy. And, you know, so it took a long time is what I'm trying to say. He didn't, you know, he just took his own little pathway here and now he's loving it (laughs) i think my husband will get there eventually you know yeah it's only new for him yeah well and i really he's just stubborn and it takes a while you know he's we we live in oklahoma where we're in the fried food meat steak and potatoes you know capital of america it feels like and so yeah for him you know he's like if it doesn't move then i'm not eating So, I mean, whatever, you know, he'll get there eventually, I think. Um, and I think for him, once the doctor says, like, you have cured your lupus, which I know it's going to come within this next year. Like, I, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. Um, I think for him, that will kind of be the turning moment, um, hopefully. Well, it'll, it'll just, he'll, he'll just eat better naturally just from being around you and slowly he'll start to feel better. I think that you'll be a great role model just from being healthy again you know when you love someone you see them go from being so sick to being so healthy again it's a it's it's a it's a message of it's like an advertisement for this way of eating that nothing else can do there's no words can do what your results have done you know yep 
Yeah. I mean, I've done it all, you know, nothing, nothing. And that's what I keep saying. Nothing has made me like this. Nothing except for whole food plant-based. So how long, when you were eating an Atkins, a, a, a paleo diet, what did your diet look like? Grass-fed beef. Um, I tried to do, you know, like free-range chicken. Um, I didn't eat any any gluten, which is funny, too, because when you have an autoimmune disease, you know, you read up on the things and they're like, no, no gluten, no grains, you know, and on this, it's completely different. So everything that I've been eating now, I'm like, you told me I couldn't eat, you know, but here I am thriving. Um, so I, I did a lot of sweet potatoes, uh, you know, brown rice. Um, I did a lot of grass fed, grass fed things, um, you know, cage free, free range, you know, eggs, um, no dairy. You know, I did um, like almond milk or, you know, soy I tried. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, that's, a lot of chicken and a lot of fish and a lot of beef. <laughs> so it's a huge change. <laughs> it's like the opposite diet. I mean, I eat fruits and vegetables, you know, because I like fruits and vegetables, but not, not I mean, now, not like now. So what would a typical day of food look like now? Because that, that way of eating, as you said, you got lupus, Hashimoto's, you were desperately unwell, fibromyalgia, you know, gaining weight with your medications. And thinking that you were doing the absolute best to heal your diseases with that way of eating. So a typical day now, I, I follow Dr. Rick uh, Goldner's um, Goodbye Lupus um, shakes or smoothies. Um, you know, I I don't want to say I do those every day. I try to, but sometimes, you know, you just don't want a green smoothie for breakfast. <laughs> um, and so I'll do um, Ezekiel bread with avocado on it and put some seasoning on it. And oh my gosh, it's so delicious. Um, I do a lot of oatmeal with berries and fruit. Um, yeah, you know, but I really try to do my, my smoothies every morning. Um, cause that's 64 ounces of, you know, 10 ounces of greens. That's a lot. Um, and so sometimes I have to break it up into two for lunch. I'll do like beans and rice or, you know, I'll cook some, some veggies the night before. And so then I'll eat those. Um, like I said, watermelon is my thing right now. So I pretty much eat that three times a day. <laughs> um, and, you know, when I snack during the day, which I don't always have time to snack because, you know, I'm a therapist and I work all the time. Um, and so sometimes I don't get those breaks. And so, you know, I may munch on like an apple or something. Um, and then for dinner, you know, I'll do either leftovers or I'll eat, you know, um, a veggie sandwich um, or I'll eat, you know, my favorite thing is to do like squash and asparagus and just, you know, cook it in some veggie broth. And oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is one of those moments my mom would say, oh my gosh, squash and asparagus is your favorite thing. Corinne, what's happened to you? <laughs> but it, yeah. it happens yeah. to everyone. You just start and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in love with bok choy. <laughs> You know, spinach. Oh, my gosh. Spinach is amazing, you know? So amazing. And I love I love it. I love it. So what were what have been the struggles for you with adopting this way of eating? What have been things that you've been like, this is a challenge, but I'm, I'm going to overcome it, but it's been the most difficult? I know you said dairy, but anything other, other than that that you've been like, this has been hard? No. I mean... I still have my black coffee in the mornings, you know, I still, um, or sometimes I'll put like 
coconut milk in there. Um, so that was my thing. Do I have to give up my coffee because I'm not doing that just because I love it <laughs> and I don't have to. So, um, probably the, the hardest thing for me was cause even on paleo, I was meal prepping, but this takes a lot more time and a lot more meal prep, you know? And so I invested in a Instapod and it is the best thing ever because I can throw some beans in there if I forget to cook them over the weekend or whatever. And then they're ready in a couple hours, you know? Um, but meal prep was probably the hardest thing for me. Um, and you know, keeping it simple, um, you know, you look at Pinterest and you look on the Forks Over Knives website and you see all of these different diets or recipes and all these different things, you know, and you're just like, man, I want to do that. But man, I, who has that kind of time? Like, you know, I work a full time job. Like, I don't have time. Um, and so for me, just learning to keep it simple, you know, it doesn't always have to be an extravagant meal. Um, you know, I never knew that avocado toast is a thing. Like, I like avocado. I like Ezekiel bread. Huh. Who would have thought to put them together? Like that's so simple and so filling, you know? Um, but just remembering to keep it simple. And I think for the first 30 days, that was probably the hardest thing for me was not having to make these big fancy gourmet meals. Cause really, I mean, you, you don't have to, I mean, it's simple, you know, cut fruits, and vegetables up on the weekend and then they're good to go all week, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people that have been on the podcast, like Jenny Cameron and Andrew Taylor, who I mention every episode, hi, Andrew, <laughs> talk about just throwing some sweet potato and potatoes in the oven and on the Sunday, just throw a heap in there and then just eat them during the week. They're such a versatile thing. You can make them into chips, you can make them into baked potatoes, you can make them into salads, toss them through some vegetables, and they're just so filling and delicious. And so you don't have to make it impossibly difficult i think that that it can it is difficult if you want to make some amazing recipes three meals a day and meal prep for three amazing meals a day that can take up your whole life and it's all you're thinking about but if you want to just make tasty filling meals avocado and potato pretty and beans are pretty quick you can make a big batch of beans on the weekend and some roast buds on the weekend and a big bowl of salad and that can be all done in an an hour or an hour or two of meal prep and you pretty much set yourself up for a pretty tasty week. So how are you going with fitness now that you've been super sick and now you're feeling amazing? Are you back into exercise or have you been waiting to get back into it or how's it going? No. Um, what's funny is the first 30 days I wasn't working out at all <laughs> and I still 30 pounds. <laughs> um, and it wasn't because I didn't feel like working out. It's just because I, um, I was super busy with work and those things. Um, and so now, you know, I just, like I said, I just had a major surgery, um, and I was just released to work out at a week ago. And so this last week, you know, I've, I've started working out again. Um, I'm actually going to start CrossFit, um, in the next couple of weeks. Um, and so I'm super pumped about that, you know, but other than that, I mean, you know, I've been going to the gym and just, not running, but, you know, doing the Stairmaster or doing the elliptical or, you know, lifting. And it feels so good to be back in the gym because I've just been like, oh, I've missed it, you know? Mm, yeah, awesome. I, I think that, I think the taking it, you know, those, those 30 days, I think the two things that I'm taking away from that, uh, what you said was one is 
you lost 30 pounds without doing any exercise for 30 days, which is awesome. If you're listening and you're like, you know, you still need to smash exercise to lose weight. Like this diet has a really great way of just taking it off you anyway for most people um, who do it properly. And the other thing uh, was just that I think when you're going off all those medications and detoxing the way that you were, sometimes it can be good just to let your body do one thing at a time. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of a shock. Like, what? (laughs) Yeah. I also wanted to mention, because you talked about that you went off all, like most of your medications all in one hit. Was there a reason for that? I know you went, you did it with your doctor, but was there a reason why you went off it so rapidly? Or was there any talk of spacing out, going off it slower or... No, I, I still have my thyroid medicine that I have to take because I don't have one. So that's, I still have to take those. Um, but no, I, my doctor, you know, has seen me at my worst. Um, and she has seen all of these different, different cycles that I was going through, you know, with, with not feeling well and then getting worse and then maybe a little bit better. And, and so no, when I went to her and I said, listen, you know me, you know, I hate taking medication. I don't want to take this. Um, she was very supportive. Um, and she agreed to let me because I, I felt, um, to me, I felt worse being on all of that different medication. It seemed to make all of my symptoms 10 times worse. Um, because, you know, I was on like heavy duty stuff. Um, the Planquenil that I was on could ruin my eyes. And so I didn't want to take that. And that's for lupus, you know. Um, but again, you know, some of these medicines are like crack and cocaine in your body. Um, and so I just was like, I don't want to take them if I don't have to. And so that's why we just said, I said, can I just stop taking them? Um, because I... Unless it's going to long, you know, unless you have me on them because they're going to make my life longer, then I'm, I don't want to take them. And she was like, okay. <laughs> so looking back, I probably should have stepped off of them gradually, but I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't because to me, I feel like it, it, it's part of my story, you know, part of my, like, you know, when I, when I tell my story out in public, you know, I bring my, all these meds that I was on. Um, that I still have at my house, you know, to show people like, this is what I was on. This is what I'm on now, you know, to kind of put it into perspective, like, you know, cause people sometimes don't believe, <laughs> like you said, like, Oh, you know, they're, they're these, they're these random people. But I mean, really, honestly, like I'm an everyday, just like everybody else, you know? And so I feel like that's, that's part of my story to be able to be like, listen, this is what I was on this. Look what it did to my body coming off of it. You know, this is what you're putting into your body. Mm, Yeah, so true. And I guess the takeaway from that is that you did this with the support of a medical professional and not not just on a whim by yourself with no one watching out for you. (laughs) No, I wouldn't do it without my doctor's permission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, Elise, your story is just so inspiring. Um... So for people who are listening, who are like, oh, I don't know where to begin. Like you said, but like we all say, it's super overwhelming when you first discover this way of eating. What would be your top three tips for someone saying like, I want to start out. What would be the first three things that they should do? 
have a plan. So know what you're going to make. You can't just go to the grocery store and be like, okay, what am I going to make? You know, no, you have to have a plan. Um, Meal prep is key. That is definitely key. And also surrounding yourself for me, it was surrounding yourself with people who support you and who understand this. Um, Because I feel like if you're doing it on your own without that support, it makes it a lot harder. Um, And so finding that community of people, whether it's on Facebook or wherever else to, to support you. And, you know, if you have a question, be able to reach out and be like, Hey, I have a question Uh, for me. Dr. Conway's wife was, was that for me, you know, Hey, I'm Andrew. I have a question about this, or is this okay? Or why do I feel this way? Or, you know, and she's been great and they've been a great support. So definitely having that support too. Yeah. I think that those three are just awesome and quick and anyone can do them, which I really like. And you can do those three really quickly. Just go online or go to your library. If you don't have the internet, like I don't want to be like leaving people out who like, I don't actually have any access to got no data on my phone. You know, I can't do that. Go to the library, use their computers or use their resources, find some great whole food plant-based recipes and pick some that you like, find ones that are similar to foods that you already eat, just the plant-based versions of what you already like and eat, because that will be the best. But don't go in there thinking it's going to taste exactly like the thing, because it's its own version of the thing. (laughs) And meal prep is so important on the weekends. Whenever you have that free day off work or that day, that block of time, prep, 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 it's so important. And getting that support it's a game changer having someone who's on your team knows what you're doing because what most of our family and friends have no idea what we're doing and they think that we're a bit crazy but crossing their fingers for us (laughs) exactly (laughs) so i think they're all great tips and so you mentioned earlier that you have a facebook page people can follow you or find you is that right Yes. So I have, well, I have my personal page, um, Elise, A-L-Y-S-E Walker. Um, but I also just started a page, um, to come share my story and it's loop be gone L U P E, which is my version of short for lupus. Um, and then be gone. Um, and so that's just kind of a page I just started within the last couple of days to just kind of share my journey and, you know, um, because I believe I'm going to heal my lupus. Um, I know I'm going to. Um, And so this is my way of kind of putting it out there to help hopefully other people, you know, who have gone through or are going through the same thing I have. That is very excited. So that's Facebook page, Loop Be Gone, L-U-P-E, Be Gone. I love it. I love what you're doing. I'm going to go follow that today. Today is the day. Yes. Thank you so much for going coming on the show, Elise. I've loved listening to your story and seeing, hearing how far you've come because it's a long way. It's a really long way. I really hope that people who people people who listen aren't just people who are already on this way of eating and are people who are living with lupus or Hashimoto's or fibromyalgia who are in that place of living with a chronic disease that is taking so much from their lives and hearing your story gives them some hope that they can get some of their life back. And like you've got most of your life back and possibly a better life back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I can tell you even when I was healthy before, I've never been like this, like this is, (laughs) 
I mean, I'm working full time again, you know, I've, uh, I've gotten my license to be a therapist and which a year ago I never thought was possible. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I'm mom again and my kids, I mean, that's probably the best probably the best news out of all of this is that I'm mom again and can be mom, you know, and it, I, it's been life changing. I mean, that's all I can say. It's been life changing. Oh, I'm so happy for you. And I, I look, I think as a, as a mom, I really, you know, I really can, I've been well since I had my babies, but like if I had my babies when I was very, very sick, like I was, Oh, I can't imagine the joy you must feel knowing that, you know, you get a second chance. It's a second chance at being a mom, which is just the greatest gift. I mean, it makes my world go around. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're, they're amazing, you know, but at the same time, I'm, I'm thankful that, that I've been able to go through this journey because my story can hopefully help somebody else, you know, and, um, I don't want other people to go through it at all, but I'm thankful that I have because God's given me a voice to use and, you know, it's, it's been great. Yeah, I'm so glad that you're out there helping, share, spreading the message and doing talking to people about their health and it's awesome. I'm so excited for your page and I can't wait to hear the day that you get the news that you're totally, completely free from lupus. That is just going to be such an incredible milestone. I'm, I have a feeling it's coming soon. So I think it's coming soon. Like your, your, your blood mark, your blood, your blood results are saying that it's on its way. And if you can't see her, but I can see her and she looks amazing, just super alive and vibrant. And like, she's could just run a marathon t tomorrow if we asked her to maybe not but <laughs> <laughs> i'm getting there <laughs> close she looks close <laughs> thank you so much uh, it was so great talking to you thank you for having me thank you so much elise for coming on the show and for just absolutely blowing my mind with your story and then, you know, inspiring me so much with how your thirst for life and your just incredible drive to overcome chronic disease and to get the most out of every day, which I love so much. Thank you all for listening. If you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, I put out new episodes every Sunday slash Monday over at iTunes, Stitcher. I'm drizzling them out into YouTube. Eventually they'll be there. New ones will be released on YouTube every Sunday slash Monday. If you haven't yet liked the When Life Gives You Lemons Facebook page, you can head over to Facebook and like it there, which you get daily updates. Um, not daily. <laughs> you get updates, new guest information, new episodes, all that stuff coming out in the Facebook page first. You can also listen to the podcast, so Stitcher, iTunes, YouTube, and at my website, corinnidja.com. If you please, 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 I would love it so much if you could take the time to head over to iTunes or Stitcher app and leave a five-star review and a kind-star rating. I know that that sounds like I'm being super egotistical and crazy, but I really want these stories, these inspirational messages to get out to as many people as possible. And without your help, I can't do that. 
these stories are for everyone and iTunes and Stitcher, the more people who leave five-star ratings and kind reviews, the more reach these episodes get as far as more people are able to find them easily rather than getting buried in the bottom of the other vegan podcast, which is which is fine, Like, <laughs> but I just want these stories to reach people so much that they can heal or work on healing themselves and their bodies with a whole food plant-based diet for themselves, for the animals and for the planet. So please, if you could take the time, it means so much to me and hopefully it will mean so much to the people who are listening who are transforming their health as a result of the stories that they're hearing on this podcast. So thank you so much in advance and everyone who has left a review or a rating. I'm so, so grateful from the bottom of my heart. I read them all. I love them all. Thank you. Next week on the show, we have Dr. Saul Bautista, who I am so excited to. He's a fourth year medical student and he works He's just such an amazing, some amazing work and he's so articulate and insightful about his work as a doctor and I can't wait to share his story with you next week. Bye.